Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another The Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Joined as always with Big Tony. And today's subject, we are covering sex. Not just sex, not just normal sex. We're covering relationships, we're covering porn, we're covering all them taboo subjects that we all love to talk about. Tony, isn't that right? You love you love to talk about a bit of sex, don't you? Yeah, not nothing more. No, me me and Mickey literally thought this topic would be cracking because it's something that's just not brought up, like with either gender, like males, females, everything. Like people just don't like talking about sex. They don't like talking about porn. They don't like talking about like any of that stuff because it's seen like taboo. And I think that's a major thing that's sort of not a problem with it, but it's a reason why so many people are undereducated on the subject now. I'm no expert by any fucking means, but uh, it's one of them things where I think talking about it in general will massively, massively help in all areas. Of We're just going to literally wing this like a conversation. There's, there's very little scripted here, so hopefully this doesn't go too far wrong. Yeah. This is one of the ones where I was a wee bit worried about talking about. Were you not, Mickey? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, this could go very wrong, but I think uh, I think it is a subject that needs it does need to be talked about more than than it is in society as as an Irish, as Irish people in general I don't think we talk enough about our sex life and even problems related to your sex life even you know, if it's intimacy issues or you know like stuff like I don't know erectile dysfunction or whatever or people having problems I don't think you know I, I know well, I know for a fact that it's hard to admit stuff like that if people are having having issues but also, um, it's just so taboo. You know, nobody wants to, especially. Well, we all have the one mate who will talk about watching porn and whatever stuff and fucking Babe Station and all them channels. Um, but like in general, nobody, nobody admits to it. Nobody talks about it, and they sure as hell don't admit to having addictions to to watching porn. Yeah, like, see, just as you said, the first thing that people think to is, like, whenever you, like, see the way you brought up, like, erectile dysfunction, that's, I don't know how common that is, like, I don't look up statistics or anything, but, like, as soon as people say that, they think, like, oh, if I brought that up in conversation, or if if me and you talk about that, like, see the way you brought that up there, like, people, you automatically maybe assume, or other people will, that if you bring it up, like, fuck, people are going to think that I have that, so I'll just not say anything. Now, we're not saying this needs to be a normal coffee shop chat, for fuck's sake, it doesn't need to be brought up and grounded, or any cap in here, you but. <laughs> it's one of them things as you said that it does need it needs talked about but in the right manner and it's sort of trying to figure out where the line is that it doesn't get like seedy because a lot of people listening to this will be like where do these boys go with this and we're not coming across with the idea of like we're going to teach you how to put on fucking condoms with bananas here it's going <laughs> to it's going to be more a case of we're just going to say like what we think actually needs to for you to, to improve not just your sex life but uh, all areas are like here communication is vital and I feel like that's probably the main area where this goes wrong like in school like were you taught anything about sex Mickey? like not a, not, not a single thing I, like 
No, I was saying though, to be honest, we didn't we didn't have we had sex education, yeah, but it was fucking stupid. We had one teacher and we had an art teacher that used to give us like sex chats. because uh, we were in an all boys school and he used to like tell us give no <laughs> give us tips and hints to not get girls pregnant. But he shouldn't have been doing that. Like he he was a fucking art teacher. And he was sitting, lads. I don't care what anybody says these. You know, before you well what would the word be ejaculate, you always ejaculate a wee bit earlier. So don't think you're gonna be safe by you know, by thinking you're being safe. He used to tell us stuff like that. And that was probably the I only don't... real advice we ever got in school. And he hundred percent was never meant to be talking to us about that. And yeah, he... so like you're your the the main the main advice you got there was from an art teacher practically saying pulling out isn't a good enough form of contraception. Like that. Yeah, that was that was the height of our thing. And then he he pretty much said, if you wanna, you know, we're in, I'd say we're in fifth year at the time, sitting GCSEs, and he was like, lads, I'm I'm, I'm warning you, like, and his exact words were, and sorry if this creeps anybody out, was you come before you come. So this that is not a method of fucking saving your bacon. Saying that there now, I think the teacher retired about a year later, or forced forcefully <laughs> retired a year later. But he was he was the only person that spoke any sense, and I would say a lot of the people in my high school, that would have been, uh, that would have probably been the most that they would have heard the the birds and the bees talk because I know their families wouldn't have sat them down and and uh, told them anything. That'd be another awkward conversation to be having with someone. Yeah, like I, we got fucked. We got nothing in school, like absolutely nothing. Uh, so it came to the sort of stage where I think it comes down to like you're winging it, like you're absolutely winging it, like putting on a condom. Any of that carry on is a complete sort of you're just it's trial and error. Whereas I'm not saying there's a right and a wrong way of sex. Like trust me, fuck me, everybody literally ignore the pun there. But fuck me, but a case of it's one of the things where it's just you're everybody is gonna have to wing it to an extent. But there needs to be more talk about. It. Like for example. Like, I would say I don't know how many clients or how many people in general that I've talked to that their relationship has went down the tube because they're like, oh, my sex life isn't great. And the first question I'll ask people is, have you talked about it? And all the, no, 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 the sex life is just bad. The only reason something is poor is because you do not talk about it and find a solution. So as mad as this sounds, like, if you think, right, my sex life is boring, the first thing you need to think about is, right, am I overthinking this? Like, am I relating this to porn? And then secondly, have I actually had a fucking conversation about it? Because that's going to be the main thing that really makes the difference in a relationship with people. Like, when's the last time somebody went like, right, well, what do you like? Like, after you have sex, like a year in a relationship, like, well, does this do it for you? Because a lot of men have an ego thing as well, where they don't want to think they're doing it wrong. Yeah. And they don't want to think like, fuck, uh, maybe maybe she's not enjoying this, Joe. And I think a lot of females are probably afraid of hurting a man's ego in that way, with saying it, they'll just get along. And that's why you hear of all that stuff like, for example, I put up a poll on Instagram a while back. I don't know if you've seen it. It was like, have uh, to females, how many of you pretended to fake an orgasm? And fucking like literally every single female. It was like an 80-20 poll, but the 20% if I hit no was all males. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I will. I don't think I've ever faked one. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. It's communications sort of the, it solves most problems in the world, I think. And doesn't matter what the topic is if if we communicate more we talk more it's always going to help a situation and as you said not many people ever have that uh, conversation with their with their other halves um because it's as, 
bravado a man sort of uh has this opinion that you know he's a top shagger as as some people would put it he knows everything he's class at what he does and he, he thinks he knows what other people want sometimes that's not the case and sometimes a, a quick conversation could solve any of the the issues that pop up that we touched on you touched on it slightly there about the uh, porn and they're trying to live up to this expectation that's not it's not real it's not a reality you know porn is scripted it's not real life it's it's like wwe they know they they know where to start and they know what the outcome is you know it's a film it may as well be fast and the furious but only with extra vulcan <laughs> you ever see fast and furious where, the, where they're going from building to building in the car <laughs> oh it's it's real like you know it's sort of the rock fucking carry to car from a helicopter was fucking arm he carried a, but, as no, a I, Ford Mustang <laughs> with his fucking hand. Tony, that's real life. That man's strong arms. Right. <laughs> so I think I think whenever you dive in it, or you, you hit the nail on the head, it's that uh, expectation that builds up in men's minds. Like whenever you're 15 and you watch porn for the first time and you're seeing some weird scenario with like a mum and some sort of strange scenario with a young lad, it's a case of like, this stuff isn't real. Like this happens like maybe one in a million times. And I think it builds up like an expectation as well. With like, like fair enough, if you're into rough sex or whatever it is that you, you do, that's completely fine. But a lot of people think that's the normal, like all this dirty talk straight off the bat, everything is normal. Now, fair enough, if you're into that, and you've had a chat, but like you can't, for example, like a male can't turn around to a female and go, well, the sex life is boring because she doesn't talk dirty, but you haven't fucking said, oh, well, do you know what? I actually like that or I haven't talked about positions. There's been zero talk. So that's why it can seem boring or seem off because you're hyping up that the last you're going with is going to fucking magically jump on you and do the splits. And then you're going to flick her upside down and start wearing out my positions and start slapping her and wanting her to call you fucking daddy. Do you know, this is where this weird sort of, the weird sort of things in people's mind go on. And a lot of people have dark sort of, not, not twisted, but just, fantasies you know everybody's got them everybody does and it's something that people don't let on but it, if you discuss them they become far more open and i think that's probably the reason why a lot of people end up with like porn like what's the way like not the probably porn dependency would be the right word would it yeah it's, it's an addiction it's you know when we were we first brought up the subject we were, we were talking and saying you know, it's something we wanted to touch on because it's something people you know i think people need to hear this even though it's come from two absolute morons like us but we're we're two morons that are willing to kind of speak a wee bit more about it, and we I looked into it, and was kind of startled by some of the things I was reading. Cambridge University said that from the statistics and tests they did, that people with compulsive tendencies, um, porn can trigger the same brain brain activity that uh, drug addictions. That's that's scary. That porn can have the same effect on people, or the same want someone has an addiction to say cocaine or or heroin even that's just crazy that something that's available free online at any time from your mobile or your laptop or even on tv is available for free and it's it's addictive as some of the most addictive drugs in the world i completely get that like for example like as you've done there you've read up so we've decided like a couple days ago right We'll just have a conversation about it. But me and Mickey always sort of dive into sort of like studies or we'll read a book on it. And like, I've been reading one or two books and it talked about like, like sexual cleanses. And this is practically where like you try and exclude all sexual thoughts 
you try and stop all masturbating or all sex for an extended period of time, it's supposed to be about three to four weeks. Now, I started this like three or four days ago, and I'm in like four days, right? Because lockdown, it's going to be a lot easier, obviously. But to an extent, like you don't realize how much you think sexually until you're like, fuck, I'm not supposed to be doing that. This is this is supposed to be like a cleanse. And like you don't realize how much you really do watch porn or masturbate until you're sort of like, fuck, you're actually either counting it or you're like, right, I'm not doing that anymore. And you realize like, holy fuck, I've actually got a lot more time. And that's talking from my personal experience. And that's also a lot of men will catch that on. Like if, if I told you, right, this week, time the minutes that you spend even preparing, like going up to your room or wherever you do to end game. And you'll find that it's not like 10, 15 minutes here. It works out like 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. It works out like probably more than an hour to a week. And like that does add up. And that is a dependency. And as you said, it, it's it's readily on demand. And that's probably a, not a problem. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But it definitely is. It's something where you can literally log in at any point. You can get anything that you want there. Like you're talking the, the there's not, I'm not saying anything's weird, but we're talking some stuff that's downright like sort of different. Yeah. Would be the yeah, word. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mickey, I know you're a fan of Weapon and stuff, Like, so you're probably better to go on about that sort of carry on. Yeah, well, Weapon is uh, yeah, it's a personal <laughs> favorite of mine, but only at the weekends. Uh, technically, it was today's Saturday, I think. Isn't it Saturday? Yes, yeah, Saturday, so Weps are out tonight. tonight. Jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think most porn is very demeaning. I think about this earlier. This is the part that might get us into a bit of shit. Porn is demeaning, and feminists might jump down, jump down my throat for saying this, and I don't really care about them. But it's demeaning to both people, to the man and the woman. But the woman, largely in most porn, are the objects. Uh, they're being, you know, objectified. They're being slammed about the place. They're being thrown around. They're being, you know, jizzed on or whatever. Um, they're being totally objectified. And I think that that shows an unhealthy. That's very unhealthy for someone if they do have an addiction to be seeing that, as you said, maybe maybe twenty minutes a day, seven days a week. God God knows could be twice a day, and they're seeing women in this role or even men in this role. That spills into real life, and then there's trouble because you have a, you have an unhealthy view on 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 women or men. You have an unhealthy view on sex. You think that's normal. And you no, know, I don't. You no, know, not even got into the real, you no know, nasty kind of role playing stuff. But I, I think if the line between reality and this be blurred, you no, know, there's going to be a lot of questions to be asked of certain people, especially if it's if it, if you're in the midst of a of a massive addiction. Yeah, like I think a really good example is like if you think, like. Is porn the problem or is communication? And I probably think it's a bit, a bit of both. But whenever you look back at, like, say, your mom and dad's sort of generation, like, there wasn't really porn widely available, but there was probably a whole lot less divorces and stuff and a lot less breakup. Whenever people got together, they worked on a relationship. Whereas now, I think definitely one of the main seeds that ruin a relationship is the fact that you're you're already comparing your sex life to somewhere else or someone else, and it's, it's obviously like a script. So you're almost comparing your life to Fast and Furious, your sex life to porn. And I think that almost builds you up as a disappointment away or even your sex life in a disappointment. And that can actually not knock your confidence, but it can knock how confident you are in your partner in the relationship, whether it's right, Joe. And I've definitely found this with people before. It's, it's obviously a communication thing. But if you think about it, like if you were to ask your, ask your parent a porn position, just name a random one. 
like they probably wouldn't know it. Like I know that sounds well. Obviously, some parents are younger than others, and all there. Well, I'd like to think mine don't know it. Please, Jesus Christ! But uh, I think your mum could surprise you, Tony. <laughs> I would right. Everybody, get this out of your heads now. We're changing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I hope this is sort of triggered an idea. Like for example, like it probably is more down to the porn and the expectation it gives you, and like. Yeah. Like you said about the Cambridge study, there there is a study done on a monkey where they like it's either electrodes or like catheters or something. I, I'm not too sure what like exactly what it is, but they they were able to stimulate its brain so that it hit a button, it got like the simulation of known orgasm. So like I got the same thing, and they put it in a box for like set not box but like a cage for like seven days, and the monkey slept for eight hours and hit the button for about fifteen and a half hours straight, like constantly would stop the odd time to take a piss, a shit. And eat, but it would spend over 15 and a half hours a day hitting the button constantly. So that should show, like, obviously, we're not monkeys, but it's obviously our closest relative and stuff. Oh, but that shows that, yes, well, definitely no. But it's a case, do, do you know what I mean? Like, that that yeah. button is there. And if you get the chance and you hit it enough, and you can sit there and constantly hit it, like, a lot of people will go down that route, and then that's where you create unhealthy problems. Like, you'll lose a lot of your time, you'll lose relationships. And I do. I definitely think in young men it's an issue because I definitely know myself when I was younger. I wish I'd have got advice like this where I was like, actually take a step back and review like how much time is going on there. Now there's healthy, and then there's unhealthy, and it's trying to find that limit for you where you're like, oh, do you know what? This is normal. Whereas if you're going up like four or five times a day, like you, like that, like females might be less than that. There might be some females that do at that time. Uh, that's another taboo subject that people don't like talking about. Yes, females touch themselves. It's no big fucking deal. Uh, but with males especially, I think you'll even say this, like when you're, you're a younger lad, you obviously spend a lot of time doing stuff like this, but you don't realize that it can, it could snowball very easily, couldn't it, Mickey? Yeah. Yeah, well, de- it could definitely snowball, um, especially, you know, I could only imagine what some of the young fellas, 16, 17, when they're in self-isolation, they're away from their friends. This is probably the first time a lot of them young fellas haven't been with their mates. Like it's coming up to, it's over a month now. And they haven't been with their friends. So, and they probably haven't been with their girlfriends. Maybe their first girlfriends. Maybe the first person they had, you know, had sex with. And, you know, they, they, they believe, you know, they, they have it in their heads. Or, you know, they have blue balls. Like, they've, they, need, they need to, they need to do whatever they have to do. Um, and I think that they don't, they don't realize, as you said, that, you know, you don't have to, you don't need them urges. Um, and then, the other thing when you were talking there just popped into my head i think 50 shades of gray has a lot to be you know i think it's give a lot of especially girls i don't think many people seen it unless they're watching it with their girlfriends it gives people this unhealthy kind of outlook that he's big into his bondage and his sort of uh control that's a lot of girls went away and was like oh mr gray and all this here they're looking for mr gray i can yarn fucking tea that a lot of girls don't want to be tied up and they don't want to be whipped and slapped the way he was doing in that show i think yeah 100 i think that comes down to like the idea of like that book sells because it's on that taboo subject just like this podcast more people will tune into this than other ones just because you're like oh that's a wee bit of a, a trigger you know like you'll, you'll not scroll by that whenever you read like fucking sex and porn and podcasts you're like right let's see what these two have to say no matter what it is because not many people are talking about it whereas we talk about fitness. Fuck me, everybody's doing it. And like, I think a real good sign is like, whenever you look at like Fifty Grade Shades of Grey, I can probably pronounce it, Jesus. But like, it sold more books than all the Harry Potter series. And like, you imagine the fans of that. And yet, 
like it was normal to see that book lying about like on holidays you would have seen a couple of people reading it and I think it's more a case of like people know that advertising sex works because it's such a big trigger for people it's such a high point and I don't disagree with that but it's a case of that as you said it can build up expectations now fair enough if you do enjoy that and there's nothing wrong with that like everybody's sex is down to them exactly what they do but it's a case of that women might hype up men like that and then men think they have to be rough and then you're talking there's that whole sort of mix now you're never going to get rid of that but I think the idea that the fact that it's sold more books than Harry Potter in my mind blows the fucking head thing off now I think that is mental because it shows that sex sells and I think that's why you'll see companies use really really good looking women you'll see good looking men on the Calvin Klein ad it's because people want sex and that's really what it comes down to the core because it is a core driver of why we're alive we're alive to reproduce so that's why we're we get the urges in a sense and like i think whenever you think about it in a sense in a way it has to be moderation is key like that is obviously like a big big thing with porn with sex like now i'm not saying if you want sex with your partner multiple times throughout a day that's unhealthy it's not but i think it's more the masturbation and the porn that's more the unhealthy side would you agree yeah no totally but you know but the same way, like, even if you're to harp back to what our background, what your background is, in a way, in training, you know, you hear about boys going on, doing two days, I'm doing three days, I'm doing cardio in the morning, I'm doing uh, fucking weights in the middle of the day, then I'm doing mobility work at night. You know, you would probably say, well, you're overdoing it, in moderation is, is key. Moderation is key to most things. Moderation is key when it comes to food. Moderation is key when it comes to alcohol. Moderation is key probably when it comes to sex, in a way, because when people get into a relationship at the start or you meet a new partner, you're like rabbits. First couple of weeks, you're like fucking jackhammers. You don't stop. Can't take your hands off each other. And then that leaves you an expectation going, geez, we've been you know, seven, seven days a week, twice a day for the first month. And then you realize that Maybe we could spend that wee bit of that time maybe talking to each other or or doing other stuff instead of just dragging each other into the bedroom. Look at you getting all sensitive here. We could talk, can we just talk? I getting to know them a wee bit more instead of just going. Ah, yeah, just come <laughs> on upstairs here. <laughs> uh, but that definitely comes down to the 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 two days and stuff. One hundred percent. It comes down to like the the way I'm porn. You can get different looking women constantly. And I think that can sort of build up a, a change, a, like a an urge to change. And that's what I find a lot of men talk about, like where they're feeling like it's hyped up because they're like at the click of a button, you've got different looking people, you know, you've got different urges, you've got fucking different color hair for every day of the week if you want it. And I think that's where that unhealthy side comes from. But as you said there, I think like I'm not giving fucking sex guidelines here, but if you're doing it more than once or twice a day, you're it, for a while, that'll be fine for like six months, a year, but you're, you're going to ask to burn out. And it will come down to moderation. And sometimes, like, I personally, whenever you bring it back to weights, I think that's such a good analogy. Like, I would rather one good session a day than two shit ones. Like, there's no point in quantity over quality. And I think that is honestly the best way you put it there. Because I think that's a really good sort of idea. Uh, yeah. Breaking it down like that. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, as you said, quantity over <laughs> quality over quantity. Like, the whole how long do you last thing. I think it was BuzzFeed had a thing on YouTube. They talked to like 20 or 30 girls in America. I think it was LA. And the question was, would you rather a guy last for six minutes or 60 minutes? And every single girl said six minutes. Every single girl. Like, they were all like, hell no, not 60 minutes. 
like 60 minutes is just going to wreck my day. You know, it's, it's just not happening. <laughs> so in case any boys are being a wee bit, uh, you know, feeling sorry for themselves because they don't last for an hour because they have this expectation that you need to go all night. Girls in downtown yeah. LA reckon six minutes is good to go. <laughs> so you're buzzing. <laughs> uh, I've got, <laughs> it's the best, when I was watching that video, I was high-fiving myself. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm uh, actually sitting at seven and a half minutes because I'm an overachiever, Tony. Well, for some of it. <laughs> but like, as, as mad as it sounds, there's tech, like, see for anybody listening, they're like, fuck, I do go a bit quick. There's techniques and stuff to, to sort that. But the problem is most people don't realize that. Like, they'll just sit there. They'll, it'll affect their self-esteem. But like, there's stuff like, and this will get away with, no, I don't like the idea of CD, but this is just general advice. There's stuff like edging where you bring yourself really close to it and then you ease off and you stop and then you repeat that. And that does, and that's actually shown in studies to make you last longer. So, but the thing is, see, unless you ask or you talk about that, you wouldn't know that. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people will never have heard of that. Now, I'm not saying that that's something I practice for years on end or anything and I'm some sensei, but a case of like there is a million and one research projects. There's a lot of people out there, there's sex therapists for a reason, but the thing is, people are afraid to go. It's just like counseling for the mind. Yeah, uh, it'll affect it. It'll affect it that way. But the thing is, if you reach out, you ask for help. There's a, there's a lot you can get from it. And the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong when you turn around and go onto the fucking group chat, right? I'm taking a week off it, like a week off porn, week off this, just to see can you sustain from it. And that's a challenge I'll give to anybody if you could do it. Like, if you can take a week off, like that shows that you're not addicted. It shows your mind's in a good place. And we're not talking about a week off sex. We're talking about a week off probably masturbating. Like, sex is probably different whenever you got partner involved and everything going on they'll start to assume that there's fucking something wrong and they'll overthink. But I think that that idea of like sort of like a, a, an absent period could definitely make it better for you if you do go back. Oh, yeah. Like that's something like... Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Isn't that the old saying? Like everybody, that's... Maybe it's just an Irish saying, but, you know, if you're... You know, when we were talking about like, if you're very, very, very active, there is a chance that boredom will set in if you're or overly active. No, when does it come to the point where masturbation becomes bored and it just becomes like a like a daily task? You know, as you said, taking a week off, two weeks off, a month off, a year off, you no, know, could do you the world of good and could probably it could change your outlook on a lot of things, not just masturbation. It could you could you'd be surprised about how it changes your outlook and stuff. I'd say it changes your perception of women quite a lot if you're a man listening and like your idea on sex in general, like how it's supposed to be. Because uh, I feel like it, the way it is important, just like you said, it it sort of it dehumanizes each person. It sort of makes it look less of a thing. Because the first thing you'll see, the last thing you see in every scene, like everybody knows what that is. Like I don't need to say exactly what it is without making things seedy. It's exactly it. But it's a case of it's like that's what it all boils down. It boils down to the man. It never boils down to the female. Like and the first thing I would say is that like if you come first all the time, like your sex life is going to be pretty poor because the female is not going to want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to ease that up by saying the word female but like your missus is not going to want to have sex with you constantly if you're always going first because then it's just going to be game over and I think that's something that like you need to realise it, it's called as, as mad as it sounds and for, it's called making love for a reason as well as sex do you know what I mean oh. if there's a reason there's a baby out of it. Oh. do you like that I'm getting sloppy there for the women but a case oh. of my heart's just I, melting like stop that heart's melting over ejaculation or what oh the, just that it's called making love it's just uh <laughs> I'm romantic. I'm like casting over here, but you know what I mean. There needs to be, there needs to be <laughs> talking about coming in one sentence and then making love. <laughs> but 
it needs to be that sort of sense. And I think that's probably a couple of things. Like you can definitely, there's a lot more research you can obviously do. Obviously, me and Mickey are just shooting shooting the shit here more than anything. But yeah, I think like overall, it's an idea that you need to sort of get your mind out. Like, right, is this actually making me happy, or am I comparing this to something else? I feel like your sex life could probably be, or mine, or anybody's could be better if you just talk more openly about it. And that's definitely something that I think you will notice the more you do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally, totally. And the other thing is too, lads, anybody's listening out there, I'm not your guru, I'm not an expert, but if you do come first, or if you do come after fucking 90 seconds, don't worry about it. Shit happens. Don't freak out about it and don't, you know, don't give yourself anxiety that you're, you don't last that long. Tony's not a guru either, but he's, he's give you kind of like a, like a wee helpful hint there. But like, don't overthink it. If you're worried about stuff like that, it happens. Like, no, lads aren't going to admit it, but here, sometimes it happens. So don't don't let that freak you out either. Happens to everybody. Uh, like, if you, if you say that it hasn't happened, like, it's not went quick once out of all the times you've done it. And I think the reason people get, like, erectile dysfunction and stuff, it's usually down to the brain um, that they, they hype up the event because they've done it once and they assume. It's like in football, if you miss a penalty and you go to take the second penalty, and you put it in the back of the net, and happy days, you're sore. But if you miss the second penalty again, it builds up like this metal yeah. block, probably. And yeah. I would say that's sort of work goes down. Fuck, that's a quality analogy, isn't it? Like, I'm buzzing with that off my tits there. Like. Uh, it's like getting back on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that is a good point. And like, that's definitely something I've never heard in a podcast before, where somebody turns around you and goes, Look, that's normal. It's just the same as if your missus came first there's no big deal but the thing is it's just because you obviously feel the need to perform and there's a lot of pressure i feel putting men to put on a performance in an extent that's especially the first couple times bingo that's that's a nice word to put it like ego almost i would say yeah. and like you feel like there's a big big task and i say that psychs a lot of men out the first couple times because you do you do hear that and you, especially when you're down uni you do be like people like my friend group would be pretty open and like say they were talking about oh such and such so you just turn around and go no nah, it didn't happen last night just wouldn't work and you just be like right meh i said on but the thing is people automatically assume like oh uh, you're gonna get slagged and you're gonna be called the worm or something you know uh-huh. but nobody really nobody really gives a monkey's fuck uh, the only person that really cares is you and that's probably if you're over hyping it in your mind i would say yes yeah, you know, i think everybody's the same and you know as we says we're, we're harping we're in closing like here we're, we're going right back to start where we first started it's the taboo of it you know if we're open and talk you know, if if it happened, it didn't happen. If you couldn't get it up because you had too much Guinness, um, or whatever the problem was, you know, it happens. You know, if you communicate, it makes it a lot easier, and you shouldn't be afraid to speak openly. Especially if if by speaking openly, will have a positive effect on your relationship. Yeah, like I couldn't agree more. I think if we, I'm not giving tips because that's the last fucking thing I should be given, but a case of. Like, if you have to give a couple of tips, you're talking about, like, open communication is going to be the number one thing, no matter what you think. Like, as much as we're talking about, like, tips to make you last longer, like, edging and stuff. Like, there's even te- there's even foods out there, like, you'll want to know, like, for example, like, red wine, dark chocolate. Like, they're all ones that, like, dilate your blood. So, yeah, bingo. So, in other words, like, they, they make, like, you can make your man parts slightly bigger, obviously, because the blood flow is easier to get in there. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's going to add four inches under your deck and please buy my sponsored popcorn here, but a case of, there's a million and one ways around it and there's loads of tips you'll find online like with to do with this. Yeah. Like, but the thing is communication is going to be your one 
first and foremost thing that will improve your sex life or even anything you need to talk about. Now, I'm not saying you need to message me or Mickey about any of this. Like, if you have any issues with this and you need a chat private, like, that, we're here for a bit of crack. Like, we're not going to fucking screenshot it and put it up my Instagram story. It's a case of that we're doing this because if you need an honest and open chat, like, it's going to be so easy for you to talk to us because, like, you know we're not two sexual pros here. Like, we're just being open, honest, and shooting the shit. And, I love Mickey's approach of everything happens, everybody wants, you know what I mean? Like, if you blow the load quickly, big deal, who cares? If you fuck up once, no big deal. If your sex life is poor for a week, no big deal. But if you are if you have the same problem over and over again and you don't sort it, that's just stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think that's true. Very wise words from two very wise men, Tony. And in closing, I'd just like to say it's Saturday night, everybody, for us. And we're recording. This is going out on Monday morning. So we tip for Monday evening. Uh, go grab yourself a bag of popcorn and stick on Netflix and see what happens. <laughs> so as always, cheers for uh, tuning into the podcast. Me and Tony are loving the feedback. Um, we're now on iTunes as well. If you want to jump on iTunes, you want to <laughs> give us a subscribe, subscribe to us and hit us a rating. You know, if you had like five stars and these guys are so smart um incredibly yeah. talented people that'd be great because that gets us further up the pecking order and makes it easier for you to find us and as always we're on spotify so live every monday morning 6 a.m for your early birds and we look forward to chatting these again chatty soon bye-bye <laughs>